0: Hey everyone and welcome to Already Canceled, I'm Peter, that is Connor and we are going to talk about Star Trek, the original series, season 2, episode, oh I didn't remember the number, 6, episode 6, it is called The Doomsday Machine, full spoilers for the episode as always. So first things first, this was much better than last week's episode.
1: (laughs) Given the fact I literally can't remember last week's episode...
0: The I Apple. think it's safe to agree with it. Oh the
1: yeah, Apple, big
0: snake, stonehead thing.
1: Aye, that's shite. Yeah. Aye, okay. That, the, yeah. Yeah.
0: Uh, yeah. So this this is actually I think in terms of in terms of scale, this is probably the biggest episode of Star Trek yet. Just just purely from the idea that we have a machine that is actually destroying entire planets, and just you know there's just rubble that's left behind after them.
1: Yeah, it's pretty big.
0: It, is, it feels like a big sort of high concept kind of... Uh, just, you know, this big cosmic idea. I just don't know. It, is, it felt... When they started talking about uh, those planets being destroyed, I'm like, oh, man, we've not really spoken about planets being destroyed in Star Trek before. This is, this is bigger. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I think the only other one that feels like it was as big was something like... Uh sitting on the edge of forever where it was like, okay, mm. all of history is gonna change.
0: Oh sure, yeah. I I, that's big in a conceptual way. That's that's just that's just felt big in a like a physical way, like the, physical <laughs> it's threat yeah. is is a big
1: thing destroying shit. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Um basically a big giant turd space worm. Yeah, with a big glowy center that shoots a giant beam that's kinda Death Star esque.
1: Do- does feel like the Death Star was kinda based on this, doesn't it? <laughs>
0: Yeah, that's the thing. This was before Star Wars, so we can. Oh yeah,
1: yeah. I'm I'm not disputing that. I'm just saying yeah. it very much feels like this this episode in particular.
0: Yeah, yeah. George, George Lucas seen this episode. Maybe, maybe I don't know if he claims he doesn't know, but maybe you know, I don't some... know.
1: He's always been very clear about the influences. So. Yeah, true.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. He brings up Kurosawa. He brings up his serials from the '30s and whatnot. He's yeah.
1: I, I I've never seen him explicitly mention this, but doesn't mean it's not.
0: They they hit him with it. I'm sure I'm sure Shatner Shatner will do it. He likes to troll uh, Star he does, Wars talk. Does not he? So Send him to a convention sense. to like question George Lucas. I don't know if Lucas does conventions anymore. <laughs> he's probably he's probably sick of angry fans.
1: <laughs> Sh- Shatner can probably just get a one on one with him though.
0: Yeah, he probably can. He, he, he is William Shatner after all. <laughs>
1: exactly.
0: Oh, oh, Shat. Uh, so yeah, so this is about a big Doomsday machine, as the episode would imply, which we've just described and in painstaking detail uh so so the enterprise picks up signal of this this derelict ship um the oh god
1: constellation
0: constellation yeah i was gonna say because it's a weird name for a ship actually
1: no i remember because there was a moment in the episode where they say we've got to go back to the constellation to get jim and i was like which constellation it's like oh that's the ship
0: yeah that's the ship and so, so they eventually find this 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 other starship, which, by the way, I think it's also the first time we've seen another starship that's similar to the Enterprise as well, uh,
1: nearly identical.
0: Because we see like this shot of two of them together, and you know, one's towing the other one, and I'm like, oh man, this is again, it's just a, it's not a big deal, but it's just something we've not seen yet, and I'm like, oh, this is, I feel like we're building out the world a little bit, you know, because the idea that there is more of these ships that are doing different yeah, things. Yeah, it,
1: it it really shows you that you know the Starfleet has obviously we always hear that they've got all these other ships, but. There's more like this one. This isn't a unique design. It's just this is yeah. like, almost this is the standard.
0: Yeah. So certainly in the show, obviously in the movies and stuff later, we see they've got multiples of similar style ships, you know. Mm. But that is in the show so far. This is the first time i have seen this, and but as also surprisingly and I am shocked by this. I was kind of thinking about this as they, because they beam over to the ship defense because there's, there's no life on board team in line. Mm. They, they beam over and they they're looking around and obviously there's all this debris, there's all these like just almost kind of asteroid field kind of thing around it. But obviously we find out later it's just parts of this planet that's went, you know, kaboom. Yeah. And I was like, you know, we have never really done this on this show yet where we have a like a, an empty ship that they found in space and they have to search no, it's, it. No,
1: it's a good point. It feels like it's a Obviously, to us now, that's a staple.
0: Yeah, you know, every, every sci-fi show in a ship does this. And yeah. to be fair, this one doesn't even do it that much. This, you know, after about five minutes in the ship, they find someone, and it becomes what the plot is. It's not actually about the empty ship anymore. Yeah, um, but,
1: but you're right. I think it's the first time it's really been done, even a small amount.
0: Yeah, notice they remembered they've got a shuttle again in this episode.
1: They did they, because because they needed it.
0: Yeah, it was convenient because it had a plot point for it. Yeah, I mean,
1: I mean. They
0: don't anymore. Literally, at last episode, <laughs> we could have used the shuttle.
1: <laughs> I mean, in, in my mind, I'm going to pretend production-wise this was before the last episode, because then it explains why there's no shuttle.
0: That's a good point. That's a good point. Cause and worm. and obviously,
1: that could be complete bullshit, but it'll make me think about it a little bit better.
0: Hmm. Well, it's okay, because whenever I rewatch watch this show now, I'm going to be skipping the last episode anyway, so it's, it's not a big
1: deal. That, that's true. It's, no, it's never going to matter.
0: Yeah, uh, Star Trek Abridged will knock off about 10 episodes of season one and probably about the same as season two, maybe. Maybe not, maybe, maybe yeah, the we'll, rest will be gold. We'll, we'll,
1: f- we'll figure out by the time we get to the end.
0: Yeah. Uh, so, so, yeah, so, so the, the, the captain of the ship, Commodore Decker, he's like the guy who's still left. And at first, he's kind of distraught, he's not speaking straight, and he's, he's scared, he's terrified. And it's like, where's the crew? What's happened to him? It's like, oh, beamed them down to this other planet. Because at one point, they asked Spock, Spock's still back in the Enterprise, and they asked Spock, could they have beamed them down? And he's like, "Well, the only two planets that are nearby couldn't support life." But of course, that's not accounting for the fact that these planets
1: have all, <laughs> yeah, all yeah. Because been... he's like, "I've been down there on the fourth planet."
0: Yeah. So, yeah. So, so, he's beamed his crew down. He stayed with his ship to sort of go down with it, and he's still here. And he talks about this device, this being, this beam of light that you know you can't describe. He's not speaking straight, and they try and figure things out. And uh, so, the episode basically becomes. It's a really interesting exploration because not only do you have this big threat, this big seemingly indestructible death machine, this big robot is what they refer to it as. Mm. Uh, they basically sort of theorise that it was designed as a doomsday weapon, sort of a you know mutually assured destruction kind of thing, but the thing kind of just took a life of its own and just kept doing its business.
1: Yeah, yeah, because they, they, spe- they mention that they, they, they track its trajectory and it's like, okay, mm. this is from another galaxy. Yeah. So it's just the idea that it, it ate the planet they wanted it to eat and then just carried on in that direction because they, 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 yeah. they never considered that there might be anything after that.
0: Yeah, yeah. And uh, so we have that threat to deal with, but the other thing that makes the episode really interesting from a sort of character point of view is that Commodore Decker gets beamed aboard the Enterprise and then this thing shows up and he sort of he he, he you know, he, he whips out the, you know, the the rule book and says, I'm taking command because I'm the ranking officer here. And Spock tries to argue because he disagrees with his plan and logically it doesn't make much sense, but the rules are there. And yeah. they, they get disconnected from the other ship, the uh, the, the, the Constellation. And uh, Kirk, Scotty, and a couple of red shirts are on there. And they yeah. get separated. So Kirk with Scotty are on this ship that's not functioning and they're kind of on their own. They're trying to get it up and running Sort of to find good good job you had
1: on. Scotty there, isn't
0: it? Yeah, it's, yeah. it's very convenient that the mechanic or the engineer was... Uh, I mean, mechanic works as well. It's, just, it's a big ship. You don't really think of him as a mechanic. But that's essentially what he it is. It's just it's a
1: space mechanic.
0: It's a space mechanic, which actually sounds kind of cool. Maybe you should use that. And it leaves Decker in charge on the Enterprise, even though Bones and Spock do not agree with his plan. And this guy is hell-bent on, we need to destroy this thing, where Spock's like, no, we can't even make a dent in that thing. Our best hope is to survive, get to Starfleet, because we can't because our the communications are down. The, the field of the planets and whatever are making yeah. it impossible just to call out. The Spock was to get away, get get Kirk back from the other ship and just go and warn Starfleet, so they can send a fleet do something, you know, with a bit more force, power, whatever. And Deck like, no, no, we have to go in headstrong, headfirst. That's that's the shit. This, 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 this yeah, thing,
1: yeah. and Spock's like, yeah, but you tried to attack it before. He goes. Yeah, but I know what mistake was. I Actually, didn't get close enough.
0: I just wanted to point out the exact line is, you did that before and it killed your entire crew. That was the, the exact point yeah. he brings up. He's like, yeah, but I know what mistake I made. I'll, I'll be fine this time. And, do you know what I, I think was really effective about this? is him being on this ship. It feels so dirty. Like, someone else, this asshole, this guest star, <laughs> is commanding the Enterprise, and... He's doing things that we actively know that Kirk would never want to do. And we find out, obviously, Kirk eventually gets the view screen up on the other ship and he sees what's happening. He's like, what nut job is flying my ship towards that thing? Like, what is he doing? But you know that Kirk wouldn't be okay with this, and you feel it's kind of perverse. Like, he's he's risking the the life of this crew that's not his.
1: Well leads to some great moments, like Bones trying to have him removed by saying he's crazy.
0: It's like, yeah, because Spock brings it up. You, you, know, you know, McCoy, if you said that uh, he... He was unfit to, you know, to command. Uh, we could remove him on that basis. He's like, I'll do it right now. You're unfit to command. And he's like, yes, but do you have medical records for that? You know, fine. well. I've not had time to look you over yet. <laughs>
1: oh, great so, they're, stuff. so
0: they're put in a corner and Spock eventually talks him down because after they've attacked it for a bit and it's done nothing and he's still wanting to keep going ahead, Spock's like, okay, this is officially a suicide mission, which makes you unfit to command. Get out of the seat. <laughs>
1: But what he doesn't even say get out of the seat yet. It's like he he says either mm. veer off and turn away or then or I will relieve you of duty. And and he, he relents and he he stays away. It's just like yeah. alright, that's good enough. He's Sp- uh, he's under control.
0: Sp- yeah, spark Spock brings the logic out. But I, I think it's it's really fascinating to see obviously Spock is playing by the rules anyway, you know, in a on a pure technical sort of sense. Yeah. But there's also there's also a sense of devotion. It's like no, you're you're not Kirk, you're not my captain. Um, and even when they get through, to Kirk and Kirk's try to talk him down because by this point, Kirk's in the communication. They've got the comms up so they can communicate between ships. And Kirk is like, "Decker, get the hell out of my chair. Put Spock in command. He's the one. You know, he's the one I trust to run the ship when I'm not there. <laughs> like, get out the seat, yeah. you asshole." Um, and all of this was fast. Like, I, th- I think on a pure sort of threat level, like I was enjoying the sort of the you know, c- kind of sub- submarine combat again. But and, and this was the more kind of. It's kind of the equivalent, like, you know, if you, if you have regular submarine combat, is like the, the, the naval equivalent to regular one-on-one or, or two armies, this is the equivalent of, this is the naval equ- equivalent of fighting Michael Myers, where it's just an, this, this unstoppable this is, force.
1: This is two small submarines taking on a battleship.
0: Yeah, yeah, but even bigger than a battleship.
1: Yeah, yeah, but I just, <laughs> you know, sc- scale-wise.
0: Well, well, the reason why I say even bigger, though, because I feel like, because even a battleship, I feel like, you could hit it and so you know if you know what you're doing, you know where the weak points are. You can hit it and you can
1: yeah, no, that's you know, I know. Th-
0: I think two submarines could take a battleship down, probably. Like they know, you know, you hit it in a few key points, take out the engines maybe first, take out the weapons. I,
1: I definitely don't know enough about submarine warfare to verify this.
0: Not, not do I, but I'm I'm saying like at least there I can see it being possible. Whereas with this they present it as no, no, the shell in this thing is not even reacting to our blasts. It's just you yeah, know, there's a battleship. Enough. A battleship would still sustain damage. Like you would see your effect. Even if it's, even if you're never going to do it quick enough, but before they blow you out of the water, you, you know you would at least see there'd be an effect on it. Whereas this That's is true. just no, this is indestructible. Um, of course, with the uh, one exception being the Independence Day uh, tactic. Have you seen Independence Day before? I continue yes. with this because right? sometimes I'll bring up a really common
1: movie and you've just not seen I, it. I, I didn't see the new one.
0: But... Well, it doesn't matter. No one needs to
1: see the no, new no, one. No, no, no. Just, just, I was like, yeah. I not bother with that one. No,
0: but... no, we're talking about driving the, you know, going straight into the core of the thing and then detonating in there. Because uh, it's after they take Decker off the off, off off the bridge and this red shirt goes with him. am like, oh, that, that red shirt might be in trouble. I feel like Decker's not to be trusted here. And uh, sure enough, they end up having a bit of a fight and... It was actually a really stylized fight for this show. I thought this this one on one fight in the hallway between this red shirt and Decker. There was a lot of this oh, low true. angle kind of close up kind of shots of, and it was really kind of like setting up. It was it was giving this fight the kind of the attention that you expect like a final fight to have. Where, it, but instead it's the red shirt. So fair credit, this red shirt gets maybe some of the best treatment, even though he loses. Yeah, uh,
1: he, he puts up a good fight though.
0: He does. He does. He doesn't just go out like a chump like a lot of the red shirts do. So yeah. So fair play to him. But he t- t- he steals the shuttle, uh, which is where the shuttle comes into play, and his plan is to k- fly into the mouth of this thing, the big where the big beam comes out of, and detonate in there. Of course, I mean I was actually questioning it as he was flying towards it, like, do you even have like a weapon on this? Like, do you have like so- an explosive? And they never even bring it up. I-, I assume maybe he has a little one, but regardless, the point is, is that it's not big enough. Like, it, it just doesn't. Yeah, do anything.
1: I-, I don't. I don't think it was necessary that there was a weapon. I think he just made the engine explode. Yeah, yeah, but obviously... obviously that's that's a uh, explosive fuel source, presumably. Yeah,
0: so it's a tiny... You know, it's like... It's the, it's about the size of a car, to get, you know, maybe a bit bigger, but, like, you know, it's the equivalent of a car trying to do this when really what you need is, you know, like say, a, a, a battleship <laughs> exploding yeah. inside it. Uh, or maybe, if I'm sticking to the, the motor vehicle, uh, an oil tanker, perhaps. You know, that's what you want to explode in it rather than just a car.
1: Yeah. You yeah, it's definitely going to do more.
0: So... But, again, the emotion comes out here. Despite everything this guy's done, despite everything Decker's done, sort of, you know, hogging the command, making these rash choices, putting his crew on the line, Kirk tries to call him back in. He tries to talk him down. He's like, no, 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 think, think of your, your family. Think of your command, your legacy. You're a good person. I know you're a good person. Turn back. This is not worth it. Uh, but he does goes in anyway. And I actually think it's a really effective scene, despite the fact that he's a... Because I think for... As far as one-episode characters go we do get a lot of them, and we do really get a... Even though he's really flawed, but we get enough of him that he feels, you know, fully right, developed. It feels and real. And
1: you understand he's flawed, but he's broken because mm. he, he, he tried to save his crew. He beamed his entire crew down to this planet. He's like, no, you're safe. I'm going to take this, do what I have to do. It's guilt. And then, it, it, yeah, and then he lost all 400 of them.
0: Because it's not even like, obviously the survivor's guilt, but at least in the survivor's guilt, the survivor doesn't typically make the choice that dooms the other... In this case, four hundred people to their deaths. Yeah. So it's really specific. Survivor's guilt, and he and he's supposed to be in command. He's supposed to be taking care of them, and especially when the choice to beam them down was that. No, no, I'm sacrificing myself. I'm going down with a ship as the captain. That's you know, that's yeah. the he,
1: and and it's this idea that he made the wrong choice.
0: Yeah, so he he's trying to redeem himself, and so it's actually a really effective scene as he flies into the center of this, and then Kirk basically after this says, you know what, he had a good idea. He just didn't, you know, it wasn't big enough. So he's like okay we've got a spare starship here. Uh Scotty rigged this thing so it can blow up in a timer and just beam me off board before just before you know I go go into the the center of this thing. But of course to get a bit of the extra drama out of it the the transporters not working entirely. They, they beam Scotty aboard and it kind of like flickers it takes a long time it only just gets through. So we have Scotty try to fix it he's down in the you know down the engine Scott is decks. the real
1: MVP of this episode.
0: Yes, he, he basically makes everything happen. If if he wasn't here in this episode, they'd all be doomed. Yes, completely doomed, unequivocally. Um, I will point out a weird thing. I just thought of it. Ahura um, was oddly absent for this episode. Now, sometimes, obviously, some of the characters aren't there, and you know that's fine. Like you know, Chekhov wasn't here this episode. Whatever, not a big deal. But it was weird because there was someone else. There was another woman there doing the, the, the same job.
1: Yeah, and do you know what? There was a really amusing bit. To me, uh, when she was there, giving a message to Spock, and you know the ship was doing its it shaking thing, mm. and everyone in the chairs was shaking about like like they do, but then her and Spock were just stood at the back, just stood still.
0: Oh, I didn't even notice that. That's, that's a good yeah. catch.
1: It, it cracked me up when I when I caught that.
0: Because if it was just her, I'd maybe buy that she's just because she's a new person, she's not used to having to do this. No, no, but but both of them. Uh, that is strange. Maybe they thought they were off camera or something. I don't know. Uh, I, don't, I don't know, but it was it was just weird. Yeah, odd, odd. So yeah, so so it becomes this big mission to get the ship in. It, at this point, it's basically just a really exciting action set piece, and it, you know it is like it's it's yeah. fun. Like it's, you know, it's the countdown. Like will he get out? And obviously he will because he's Kirk. But like you know, will he? or Will he get out? And he, he does. And uh, yeah. So we end of the episode. He's like, oh. All that crazy stuff that he did at the end, yeah, that won't be on his record. It's just he went out a hero. You know, give give him the nice legacy for, for his family and whatever else. And...
1: I mean, he, he probably deserved it. He gave them the idea. He did. I mean, he did almost kill Kurt's crew. Yeah, okay, that part maybe not so much. But in, in the end, he, 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 he tried his best to save his crew. It went wrong, but he did try.
0: This would be a fun episode to get a follow-up to. Like, maybe in a later show, like... You know, once they've expanded, say by the time we get to like Deep Space Nine, like I mean, I don't know if there is, but like, could there be an episode like down the line, in one of the other shows where they actually either make contact with the galaxy that this came from, or maybe they just see the aftermath of it, like they, they go through this like you know this place where everything's just been destroyed, like
1: yeah,
0: there that should be, be interesting. Pl- there should be planets here, but there's not. I don't right. know. I, I think it could be interesting yeah it could be because I know, I know various shows revisit other things Like there's a Tribbles episode in deep space nine for example uh which we're getting close to actually we're close to the Tribbles episode
1: but yeah it's not long now
0: but uh no so that was that was just uh I, th- I thought it was having uh, i th- I thought really simple but it made for a lot of good drama a lot of good character stuff from you know this this other commander take coming in and taking over the ship and making these kind of rash decisions that
1: yeah and and I think it's goes to show that. Kirk is it, it, There's a reason why he's so well respected. Hmm. Like, because obviously we don't really see much context for you know other commanders of ships. So it's nice to just get some some context of how, like, even in these ridiculously dangerous situations, he is still the most level-headed captain around.
0: Yeah, uh, and like I was saying earlier, I think it's a testament to how in tune with the characters we are that when Decker was on the Enterprise and he was like making these choices that were clearly wrong. It felt it felt wrong. I was like, oh no, someone else is playing with the Enterprise, this is wrong. And it, I mean, it's okay if Spock's doing it, because he is second in command, and it feels like, yeah, he's, he should be the one who's making the calls, but... Right. Uh, so I, I think it was interesting just how strong that feeling was as I was watching it. So yeah, this, this was vastly superior to last week's episode. This was...
1: Oh, yeah. yeah, there's no competition.
0: Light years, to put it in sci-fi space terms.
1: I'm not sure you really needed to do that, but yeah
0: not about need. It's about want. So, uh, that's Doomsday Machine. I liked <laughs> it a lot. Actually, no, me I, too. I, I it, was, it was, it was real good. So, there you go. Uh, Doomsday Machine... Let us know what you think of the episode in the comments below. Like, subscribe, all that stuff. Get us on Twitter at mailed underscore fuzz for channel updates. If you want to support the channel, head over to patreon.com slash mailedfuzzTV and you can do that over there. You can get these episodes a week early, these reviews, um, for $1. if, If that's tempting to you. But that is otherwise us. So thank you once again for watching. Keep watching TV and we'll see you next time.